invitation when you feel into your intention, if you wish, something comes, is um, if you wish you can put it into the chat and share it with others to kind of give it both the power of articulation and um, to offer it as a support to others. So our own, when we give words and when we share our own intention, it can often be something that resonates with others or supports others. We have courage, calm and clear seeing. Courage, calm and clear seeing. Presence and joy. Kindness and connectedness. Of course, you don't have to give it words, but if you wish, you're welcome to. To be more open-hearted and present. Opening the view. Mm. To remember I'm not my, I'm not my positive of negative feelings. Yeah. To cultivate happiness calm and perspective, yeah, beautiful. Thank you. So we'll keep that resonance of, um, of the intentions. Oh, there's another one, connecting with Sangha and cultivating presence. Keep that resonance of our intentions as we settle into the practice. Yeah, so we can feel our own intention, we can feel maybe the, the echo or the response to the intentions that others have shared. As we settle into our posture, as we settle into this time of practice, we'll have about half an hour of this practice together. So taking time to feel into the posture of the body. And taking time to fine tune the posture. So both checking what if anything is needed or can be done so that the body is stable and steady and balanced. And also as we do that, we're feeling into how can I bring that intention into the body posture. So how can I kind of attune the body 
let the body embody, manifest what I wish to cultivate in the heart and mind. So this is very delicate, very delicate attention. I just have a sense of softening and opening the body space. Can I play with the balance of the uprightness, the alertness of the body? and the sense of ease and relaxation in the body. Play with that balance. Seeing to what degree can that be a mirroring, a manifestation, an embodiment. Body reflecting. the attitude of the mind. So just take a few moments to do that, to explore that. So we're gently bringing the awareness more and more into the body. And grounding, centering, gathering awareness in the body space. And we can explore and see example, if my intention is for more presence, what happens if I bring my awareness more to the contact areas, the sensations of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground? start grounding in those sensations, support a sense of presence. It's 
So we'll just take a few moments to explore this. Intention was perhaps calming or calm presence. I can ground in the contact areas or I can explore what happens when I bring my awareness either to the base of the body or to the belly area. And open to the sense of space there. into the calming contact with what is supporting the body right now. the intention was perhaps open-heartedness or kindness, what happens if I rest my awareness in the heart area? If I tune in particularly to that sensitivity of the heart, sensitivity of awareness, also to any sense of opening in the chest area. Again, that balance of uprightness in the back with restfulness of the shoulders, opening of the chest. Just playing with these kind of possibilities to rest with the intention somewhere in the body in a way that enlivens that intention or connects us to that intention. I'm just going to offer a few others just based on what people said to play with. If it's joy or happiness that we wish to cultivate, again, perhaps the heart area could also be the sense of aliveness just along the kind of central channel of the body.
also be a light smile on the face. We're just playing with that, seeing what happens. And if our intention was around perspective, clear seeing, happens if we bring the awareness to the back of the body. And just let the awareness flow back, rest back into the back of the body, whole back of the body, the back of the head, the back of the neck. Incredible richness of the back of the back. the back of the arms, the buttocks, the backs of the legs. Meaning that whole back of the body, really resting back into it. Sometimes it can really feel like you can lean back into it and something is there holding you, supporting you. We can let go into that and just feel that wideness spreading out. Wide perspective. Clarity. Still staying with that back of the body awareness. Gently connecting to the spine within the back of the body. Right down from the tailbone, the bottom of the spine. We're not trying to feel it physically. We're just connecting to this present of this connectivity of the spine, this channel flowing up. Right up into the head. Maybe that gives more sense of clear seeing or perspective might give a sense of aliveness. Really feeling that upward movement. might connect us to a sense of courage. A 
and we're going to stay really open-minded, you know, it might also bring joy, we just don't know. That's where the playfulness is. What happens when I rest into the back of the body, and particularly that upward movement of the spine growing from our seat up? all the way up into the head. Energy flowing onwards. So if this has felt beneficial, interesting in any way, you can carry on staying with whatever area of the body or way of attending to the body has felt um, tuned you in most to your intention. So using that as your meditation object for this time, this practice. you haven't particularly resonated with it it's fine just tune into the body as the object or the breathing whatever you prefer and then doing our practice letting awareness rest with whatever object of meditation we've chosen Remembering to bring in interest and kindness into our attention. The way we're attending to this object is not passive. It's not by default. Tuning into interest and kindness. So as you practice, whether you are in a particular body area or way of being the body that tunes you into your intention and enlivens it, or you're being with the body or the breath in some other way, I'm really interested to attend to the meditation object 
in a way that honors our intention, that embodies our intention. So we're already doing that by maybe choosing a particular part of the body, area of the body. But we can tune into it even more, more fully, more deeply, more widely. It might help for some of us to use a light verbal reminder. And finding the right rhythm with this and the right tone, it's not a command, it's just a light reminder, maybe kindness. Or calming. Opening, whatever kind of meets whatever your intention was. Finding a word that can serve as a, as a reminder.
right now in this moment with kindness, with interest, noticing what is happening in awareness. If the mind has wandered, if it's moved away from the object of our practice, of our meditation, just acknowledging And notice and bringing it back gently to the body. Taking a moment to feel what is happening in the body right now. Is there tension somewhere shutting down? Leaning forwards, many possibilities of what the body is doing. Seeing if I can gently reaffirm the posture in a way that honors, honors the intention for this practice. Sometimes a very minimal change, not even anything that could be seen from the outside. Noticing any impact from that. And coming into your practice, remembering your intention. and bringing it into being again, either with that gentle verbal reminder or any other way that's helpful. Kindness as I sit here with this body, as I open to this breath, opening, rejoicing. Whatever resonates with your intention, bring it into the moment.
So as you move from the formal practice, if this was interesting for you, you can just keep that thread going, yeah, tuning into your intention, staying in the body. And uh, particularly if that little verbal noting was helpful to you in any way, then, then use that. So I'd just like to say a few words about dana before I um, share some uh, dharma reflections. Um, as, as you, I think, all know, these sessions are offered in this spirit of, of freely offering, you know, both by Guy House and by the different teachers and facilitators like myself um, that offer them. And so the invitation is to... Um, to support in whatever way is possible for you, to support Gaia House, yeah, which needs all of our support these days. And if you move to to also support um, the teachers or facilitators, in this particular case, it's me. Um, but it's different ones of us that are offering sessions through the day, through the days, through the weeks, through the months now. Um, And you know, this is such a core, um, such a core practice and a core aspect of our of our path. You know, I'm just sitting here, and, I'm, and this memory arises. You know, as a child, um, I lived in Thailand for a few years, and I'd never come across Buddhism or Buddhists before. And I, I really remember that one of the most striking things. Yes, I was eight, I think, when we moved there. Was um, watching the, the monks um, walking around in the morning with their bowls, yeah, um, collecting the alms. You know, this is the spirit of the tradition, yeah, so the, not all of us know in Asia. Um, the monks, uh, for their daily food, and this is right from the Buddha's time, they wander around in the morning with their bowls and they walk from house to house and people come out of their homes to offer food to the monks. Um, and there's something about that, you know, which is so precious. And so what a practice, right? It's a practice for the monks um, of receiving dana. Yeah, they don't know what they'll receive, how much they'll receive. And this is their meal for the day. They're not allowed to keep anything from day to day. Um, they're not allowed to, to pick and choose, you know, it all goes into that bowl. Yeah. Um, so, so that kind of practice. But equally, I remember what was striking me as a child, it was, um, you know, just the, that picture that of, the, of the monks walking, you know, with such dignity, there's something about how they do it. Um, and then equally, it was the people waiting outside their homes to offer the food and the expressions on their faces yeah. of, this, of this opportunity to, to give and to support uh, the Dharma. So, you know, I don't know if this just came to me now as I was speaking this image, um, which for me is very powerful. This is a really core practice for us of, of supporting, yeah, supporting uh, the Dharma to, to carry on um, as it has been, to support these teachings, to support these practices. 
Um, so I'm just going to put into the chat both the link um, if you want to offer Dana to me directly uh, for my teaching, the link to one of our websites where you can do that, and also the link to the donation page um, on the Guy House website where you can offer Dana to Guy House, um, or you can also offer Dana to me via that if you prefer. And uh, there's instructions there on how to do that. So just putting it into the chat. So I'd like to speak a little bit about um, what we just did in the practice. Yeah, just unpack, unpack it a little. Um, so the first thing we were exploring is the way body and mind uh, reflect and affect each other. You know, they're not really separate um, in the way we, we often see them. So the posture of the body impacts the mind and the state of the mind impacts the body. Yeah. So we can take time both in formal meditation practice and also in other life situations uh, to notice, you know, what's my posture right now? Yeah. Uh, how is it expressing my state, the state of my mind or my heart? Um, and is it what I want to manifest right now or is it what I wish to manifest right now? Um, and if not, what can I do to change? Yeah. It can often be, I said it in the meditation, it can be very subtle changes that we can, um, we can do and they really can have an impact. Yeah. So for example, if I kind of have the intention either in practice or in a life situation to be open-hearted, but my posture of habit, you know, this happens to me, the posture is slouched and closed, yeah? What impact does it have? And then what happens when I very gently open? Well, that can be a, an example. Or if I'm feeling like I want to generate more aliveness and more energy, and again, there's something like slouchy or focused downwards, you know, sometimes it might just be the chin. What happens if I open out? And it doesn't matter how many times we do that shift. Yeah, sometimes we think, oh, I should get it. <laughs> oh, I've done it already. And it doesn't matter how many times. You know, we're shifting momentum. We're shifting the momentum of patterns. And we keep coming back to that. So this is one thing we were, we were touching on yeah, through the practice a few times. Um, just this relationship between body and mind and how we can actually engage with it in a useful way. Um, and we're also doing that, you know, when we were feeling the potential to connect or to feel our intention in a particular area of the body, a particular way of being um, with awareness in the body. Yeah. Another thing that we were uh, exploring is... Um, the importance of intention yeah. in the first place. You know, I started uh, the session with it. I tend to start all my sessions with it, as some of you know. Uh, but I've, I've really kind of focused on this today. Um, what's the direction you know, of my practice? What's the direction of my, of my life? Yeah. Often, um, you know, intention is usually there. Yeah, but we often just don't notice it because the habits, the momentum of the mind kind of keeps pulling us away. 
so it's really beneficial to take time to, to just get in touch. You know, sometimes it might take a little bit of time. You know, might be sitting there in our, in our meditation practice and say, okay, what's the intention? And nothing comes. <laughs> you know, just staying with it, staying open, staying steady, staying connected, seeing what comes. And it's beneficial to take the time, both in the very particular, in the micro, you know, a particular meditation practice, um, a particular day, or a particular meeting or encounter that I'm going to have, you know, a particular task that I need to do. Yeah. It can be really helpful to take time to, to, to connect to it. Yeah. Let's use these examples, you know, what happens if I... Um, do things around the house like you know cleaning or cooking or washing up and I actually connect to the intention behind it you know yeah what's the intention to nourish yeah or to you know care for you know when when I sweep the floor or hoover or you know wash the dishes there's actually a beautiful intention there so what happens when we take the time to connect to it both in the micro, in the very particular, in the very specific, um, and also in the big picture. You know, what's my intention um, with this project yeah, that I'm involved in or that I'm interested in? What's my intention? You know, where do I want the trajectory of my life to lead? You know, we can sometimes really think big. Well, what's my intention for a particular period? I find this really helpful. <laughs> I'm not in the UK at the moment, which I'm grateful for. Um, I don't like the whole Christmas craziness myself, but um, you know, it can be really, really, really relevant to this kind of time. What's my intention? Yeah. What's my intention around this? You know, to feel connection, to feel joy, to share, yeah, to connect to gratitude or generosity. Yeah. Can really make a shift. You know, this particular period doesn't matter if you love it. You, you know have no particular view or you've got some issues with it <laughs> doesn't matter you know just kind of what's my intention for this time so exploring what my intention is you know what am i moved towards um what i give what do i wish to give energy to you know the gift of our energy of our time of our attention really powerful things to, to offer what do i wish to develop yeah, so clarity around this, or even sometimes not even clarity, just the willingness to explore, just the questioning. Yeah, this is priceless, really priceless. And of course, this is an ongoing, you know, this kind of clarity of intention. It's an ongoing process because our conditions, you know, conditions of our lives are constantly changing. Yeah, the body, the heart, the mind, the external conditions. So the clarity of intention, yeah, might shift, but having clarity of intention and then um, the continu continuity of that intention. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you to respond to this, but how many times have you started a meditation, um, you know, practice with a particular intention and then forgot about it uh, about, you know, one and a half minutes in and didn't remember it at all, ever? <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, it was, it's, it's, and it's really helpful to see, yeah, intention has different parts, it has different threads. Yeah, there's the clarity of what my intention is, and then there's the continuity of intention, which is actually what makes, you know, the intention blossom, what makes it bring fruit. Um, and, you know, I was reflecting on this this morning, thinking, okay, what supports this continuity? You know, what supports this continuity of intention? Um, the first is remembering. <laughs> Just remembering that I have an intention in the first place. Yeah. And then remembering what it is. Yeah. That's, that really supports. And then that sense of commitment. Yeah. So this is where, you know, what we were doing in the practice now and what, we, what you can adopt if you like it, we can use what naturally happens in, in, in our practice. So when the mind wanders, that's an opportunity. It's, ah, the mind's wandering. Okay, that's an intention bell. <laughs> what was my intention? Yeah, the mind's just wandered. Can I remember? Yeah. And then can I connect to it? Yeah. We can use things in our lives yes, as reminders. So the remembering yeah, of what my intention is and then the um, committing to it again and again, as many times as we need. You know, coming back, committing to it again and again. Ah, that was the intention. I'm going to stay st steady with it for this time frame. I'm going to stay steady with it for this practice time. And we include in this the ups and downs. Yeah of our practice, the times when, um, you know, we're more clear, we're more steady with the intention, the times that we're less, you know, ups and downs of our attention um, and of how we're applying ourselves. So when we were practicing right now, and I'm, I'm really going to focus on that practice, um, we started by feeling into our intention and verbalizing it, yeah? even before we, we kind of went into the meditation itself. And then we kept the clarity going, the clarity of the intention and the continuity of it through bringing together the object, um, which was the body or the breath, and the way of attending, yeah? bringing them together in alignment with what our intention was. So can I be with my breath? Can I be with my body with kindness? Yeah, if that was my intention. You know, I just remember that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And for many of us, it's not for everyone, but just this light verbal note can be really helpful. Yeah. Just again as a reminder. Yeah, it's kindness. It's presence. You know, it's courage. Yeah joy, you know, whatever it is that we're interested in cultivating right now and tuning into. Just that light verbal note um, can be really, really helpful. So often, you know, what happens to us is um, with intention is we just, you know, we have the intention, you know, whatever it is, calming, presence, open-heartedness, and somehow there's this movement into the future, yeah? So I'm working, working, working away here so that that will arrive at some point. Yeah. There will be calm, there will be presence, there will be um, groundedness, there will be joy, whatever it is. We shift into this future and into this gap between the present, which doesn't have that, 
and the future. So we're looking to somewhere else. You know, that's where I'm going to be calm. That's where I'm going to be kind. Um, and of course, this is really helpful to some degree. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of helpfulness to it because, you know, we've got a sense of um, inspiration. Yeah, keeps us in touch with what's possible for us. Um, but it also can have this shadow side of a disconnection, yeah, disconnected from what is going on right now and the possibilities right now, yeah, not just something that I'm building up towards, but what's possible um, right now in my practice. And the practice that we were just doing, um, it can be a bridge, yeah? and it can be very valuable as a bridge yeah? between what I'm uh, aspiring to and the experience right now. So, for example, you know, I might be practicing, um, you know, a gathering, a harmonizing of the mind and the body, you know, calming, gathering, harmonizing. But my mind in the moment is very scattered. You know, all the hindrances are present, you know, and the mind is all over the place. Um, so what are my options? You know, often, you know, either give up and just walk away. Yeah. Okay. Sitting's not working. Um, or I decide I sit, still sit there, but I kind of give up. You know, I'm not really engaging with, um, with what's happening in the mind. Yeah. The, the sense is I'm going to wait for a time when the mind is less scattered. And then I'll deepen my samadhi, yeah, the other time. Then I'll deepen the collectedness. So those are, um, you know, very common options that we end up choosing, often without even being aware that that's what we're doing. But we have another possibility or another range of possibilities, um, which is to bring the intention into the moment. What I'm aspiring to, bring it into this moment right now. Attending to experience as it is right now through my intention yeah, in ways that align with and strengthen my intention. So I can play, yeah, I can play through um, what I'm going to call now mental and verbal fabrication, yeah, shaping my experience through intention, which is a mental fabrication, yeah, something that we do with the mind, conceptual, and the verbal fabrication as we were doing. Yeah, using those words as um, kind of um, reminders yeah, and handholds for our experience. Yeah, and bringing the intention into the moment. Yeah, aligning the intention with the object of practice. So in the body, finding where I can connect to joy or open-heartedness or courage. Yeah. Or th through the way I'm attending to the body or the breath. And I remind myself through the verbal noting, yeah, through those gentle verbal noting, I remind myself um, of what it is I'm doing. Yeah. Which is really, for me at least, maybe I'm the only person, for me it's really helpful. Yeah. It's really helpful. And, um, you know, I, I like to kind of play with this, so I make up words as well for what I'm doing, or at least not, not words, but conjugations. Um, so sometimes, you know, I might be doing samadhi practice, you know, this harmonization, this unification, this gathering, yeah, gathering of the heart-mind. And my mind is like really all over the place. It's like totally crazy. 
And then I just use this reminder. I keep coming back to the body. I keep saying to myself, samadifying. That's what you're doing. You're samadifying. If that's too weird, you know, harmonizing. And we can do this with many different qualities that we want to cultivate, with many different intentions. You know, there was a mention here um, of, of joy, you know, as something that we wish to cultivate. And um, it was, reminded me of a conversation I had um, with someone else, um, practicing, you know, really wanting to practice joy. Yeah? And not only joy for themselves, but joy for others. Yeah? And often what happens when we, when we do this kind of practice is that what we see is where the heart actually closes. So someone tells us, oh, I've done this thing, and we think, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, because maybe, you know, I need to be sheltering right now, or I'm caring for someone. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very happily making a lot of these choices these days of not doing things that most of the people around me are doing because I'm living with my 80-year-old mother. Yeah. So I'm, I need to act as if I'm her. Yeah. to keep her safe, at least in my, in my perception of things. Yeah. But it may be, you know, that someone says, oh, you know, I went to a concert or, you know, I did this something that I really want to do. <laughs> and the sense is, oh, but I can't do that. Yeah. And then we want to bring the, the sense of joy yeah, in there. Yeah. But it can be really hard. So we're sitting there in practice and it's like, oh, but I can't do that and I want to do that. And then I remind myself, but what am I doing? I'm cultivating mudita, this quality of unselfish joy. Yeah. And so we were laughing together, this other person and I, because we were saying, ah, what if I just remind myself in the practice I'm muditifying? Yeah, muditifying. That's what I'm doing in the practice right now. Muditifying. So we can, you know, we can play and all of that brings lightness, but it also brings it into the moment. And, you know, really, um, really encourage you to try this, yeah, because it makes such a shift. It then, the quality of our practice and the confidence and the trust that we have in what we're cultivating isn't dependent on the state of the mind in that moment, yeah. And the state of the mind, you know, lots of conditions that are going on that are impacting. It's not in our control. But if I remember, what am I doing right now? I'm samadifying, I'm meditifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm rejoicifying. You know, whatever it is that we wish to do, I'm calming. You know, just saying that word calming and saying it in the body makes a difference. So we can really kind of bring it together. Yeah? Live our intention through the body um, and the breath um, through the practice uh, right now. And of course we can bring that also um, further, yeah? beyond the formal practice, beyond the formal practice. And our interactions with others and just kind of going about our day, as I was saying with that, you know, just remembering what our intention is when we clean the house or when we uh, wash up and reminding ourselves and be transformative.
So that's what I, I had to, to share uh, today. And um, maybe I'll just take a quiet moment and then open up to, to any questions or reflections that, that may be there. We'll just take a, a moment of quiet together to bring this to a close, the talk to a close. <laughs> 